I've been recording for the past bit. Should we do an intro? <laughs> <laughs> Are we recording? We oh, have been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, crap. New degree, who dis? I am uh, Gary Roberts, uh, the official holder of the plum in Lodge for Harmony Lodge number 21. Nice. I am AC Ransom, uh, the holder of the moon. We almost have 20 episodes. Almost yeah. 20. 16, 13, something like that. So we're almost big time. So once you get to 20, it's it's you have a tendency to be... You'll, you'll continue doing it mm-hmm. once you hit the 20 mark. That's the rule of podcast. You darn near stopped there for a bit. I know. I was like, is this just how it ends? Like it slowly fades out of existence? Yeah. But no. I was like, I can't let this happen. I really <clears throat> want this to keep going. Yeah, I do too. I, do, I like the ability just to be able to come and just... Just talk. Mm-hmm. Talk with another brother, a male adult, and not in a work environment. Another grouchy old man like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Because, oh, man, I spend, a, I mean, 10 hours a day at work, and then I come home and I spend more time at work, and weekends are mine. It's the only time you've, you've got to yourself in adult life. It's got to be sacred, man. It does. It does. It does. Like, I have no qualms in saying no. Somebody's like, hey, we should do this. I'm like, nope, sorry. Yeah. I've got stuff. And actually, that girl I was dating. I told her, like, with the exception of, like, you know, because we were discussing the future a tiny bit, just kind of, you know, because, you know, we're both experienced, and it's good to hash things out, you know, anyways, um, um, I was telling her that, um, like, stuff like the meetings on Saturday, and, like, degrees, and the business meetings, stuff like that, like, that stuff is, is as close to a non-negotiable as you can get, with the exception of, like, you and the kids are sick or something because outside of that like Mm -hmm. there's no other time that like I can actually claim for like myself you know and granted there's always exceptions you know like if you get engaged you just stop showing up you know yeah yeah (laughs) then you get sick of it and want to come back when you realize she's in charge (laughs) for that little while uh, anyways, so let's not make it about him. No, I just had to throw in that little rib again. Here's I'm not sure how much of this so far we're going to be able to use. It's been here and there, it's and just random places. all over the place. But maybe it could just be like little blurbs, yeah, little pieces of wisdom from AC and Jerry. Ding ding ding. Right, though, just a little jingle. Just like our own podcast. Didn't you have a topic idea from last week? I did. What was it? But it I was didn't a good follow one. through though. Books or movies that we think have uh, Masonic leanings that, oh, might, that most would people have been might not think one. about. Ooh, I got to do some studying though. But I, I do. I mean, just for a teaser. I mean, like here's here's one that I was thinking about. So uh, I'm uh, uh, a huge Marvel fan. You know, anything sci-fi, I usually get sucked into pretty mm-hmm. good. But I was I was into comics books as a kid, so. When the Marvel multiverse came out and they started, you know, making all these movies that are so interwoven together, I was, you know, that's like the bee's knees. But one movie that came out 
that I absolutely hated after I watched it was Doctor Strange, the first one. Oh, wait, you hated that one? I absolutely hated it. Really? I hated it. That's the one Marvel <clears throat> film I actually like. I hate the rest of them. They're all the same, and that one's actually different and cool and got some esoteric stuff in it. It is, but I watched it before I became a, a Freemason. But after becoming a Mason and watching it... I oh, mean, it's a redemption story. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. And now, I, every time... I, it's the, it's my go-to movie when I have like a few minutes and I just want to watch a portion yeah. of a movie or something like that. I'll go watch it and I'm like, oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that last time. What about that? Yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's huge. That's esoteric. I'm so glad you like it. I thought the story was kind of like, I thought I would because of the esoteric stuff, but I don't. And I was like, no, Gary, no. No, it's it's, it's the one Marvel film I will voluntarily watch. Really? At any point, yeah. Somebody's like, let's watch a Marvel film. I'll be like, if it's Doctor Strange, I'm down. If it's not, I'm going to go read a book. <laughs> That's interesting because, yeah, I absolutely hated it. I was like, oh, the storyline sucks. It's horrible. It's not really in line with the comic. It just, it's that pathetic. Would, and That and, would make a big difference if you were familiar with the comic. Then yeah. That would make a difference on how you see it. See, I wasn't. I've read a lot of the comics, and, and and technically none of the Marvel movies are really in line. That's why it's kind of yeah. a multiverse thing. They can, the, they I mean, it, it's no different than, than what's-his-name-Jackson with the Lord of the Rings, you know? He had some artistic liberty mm -hmm. and, and took away from Tolkien's stuff, but... Uh, and made eight plus hours of movies, but uh, I'll bet you we could fill a podcast with us discussing the things in Doctor Strange. We could, maybe we could. That would he's be fun. even he's even assaulted by three dudes. Mm -hmm. We all know why that's important. <laughs> the rest of the world, not so much. Like actually, three guys. I think he even knocks three times when he first arrives. I have to go back and rewatch, but I think you might even not. Because that's and that's what's become interesting with, about the movie for me is I go back and I'm like, that's Masonic, that's Masonic, that's Masonic, and so I want to go back and like uh, research the authors and that kind of stuff and see if there's any ties to or see what they were into or, to yeah yeah, yeah yeah to get yeah. them to spin it that way because the the comic books have uh i mean it, it, dr strange's comic books are esoteric in nature anyway just because of the nature of what he is yeah um, but to see the ties to freemasonry in it is 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 pretty cool now it's become one of my my favorite marvel movies but at first it sucked absolutely <laughs> that's, horrible that's so funny that's so funny i've been reading the bible for the first time this mm -hmm. year <clears throat> and I've actually quit the last couple of weeks because I've been trying to get this stuff done or read better for this uh, uh, for the books class that I'm in. But uh, <clears throat> which this book is oh my gosh so tough to get through. The, uh, the how, how to read, to read a, a book. book, dude. I think we discussed this last time. That guy is so long winded, man. It's... He, he it's pretty much a book. If they, I'm to the point now where you should summarize the book in a single sentence or two. And I'm like, here's my single sentence. This guy is pontificating on how many books he's read and wants to let you know about it. He epitomizes that word you just used, pontification. Yes. He does, he said, oh, it's so hard to, it's very important stuff to take in, but oh my heavens, is it so hard to get through? Is it, you're like, I'm bored, I'm done, like, each chapter could be a pamphlet. Yes. And, and I'd be fine. 
Yep. Actually, I think we did discuss this last time, but it wasn't recorded. No, it wasn't. No. But yeah, no, it's... Yeah. So. I cannot wait to start the, the Iliad. Iliad. Yeah. <laughs> but I got two more weeks. Two more weeks. Yeah. Two more weeks. Two more <laughs> weeks. Just pull through. <laughs> I'll have to jump in. But yeah, all oh, that book is horrible. Horrible hard to get through. <laughs> it's got some good information in it. And I'm oh, going through fantastic. and I'm just highlighting out the pieces that are really relevant and what I need to focus on. And you have to... It's like... This. It's like... Edit the book down to five pages. For sure. It's like the the Beatles music. There's a lot of just absolute crap in there. Are, are, my, are, daughter, are my daughter's going to throw a fit are, when she hears this. Are there some good things? Yes. But you have to wade through an Olympic-sized pool of <laughs> before you get to anything worthwhile, and even then it's, like, not that much. You just got our podcast boycotted. <laughs> by your kids? By anybody that's, like, over the age of 60. <laughs> Look, you guys... <laughs> Which is a majority of masonry. <laughs> Dear gentle, kind listener, you can like the Beatles. It's fine. We have a disclaimer for a reason. These are my thoughts and my own. I hate the Beatles. I'm not a fan of the Beatles either. Thank you. That vindication. <laughs> Some of their songs I like, but a majority of them I don't. I'm not a fan like my although my 18-year-old daughter. When current bands do a cover of a Beatles song, they're almost always amazing. Like they're almost always, you know, people are like, oh, that's, this song is so great, and I listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't like it. Then a band will cover that song, and I'm like, well, this is really good. Give it a modern twist or yeah. something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think yeah, just, it just needs something really besides... Good. The nothing that the Beatles had going on. Like, I'm sorry, boomers, but it's not great. Okay? Catcher in the Rye ain't great either. Just because you guys have said it was great for decades now, I don't mean it actually is. Let's phase out the Beatles. Let's phase out Lord of the Flies. All this bull crap. I'm sorry. Just set shivers up my spine. That was a book <laughs> I had to read as a kid. Still gives me nightmares. <laughs> <clears throat> so I read it because I was told it was like great classic literature, and it's you know everybody should. And I read it as kind of like this is kind of more like disturbing, and I think that there is I think that there is more to it than like the surface level what goes on in the story, but I don't I still think it's not as deep as people think it is or as great as people think it is. So I think a lot of books are that way. We've been told they're been they're classics by these people who know. But really, it's up to us to decide what, yeah. what what it should be. I think a book like... So in the Great Books program that we're both doing now, the books that are chosen are the ones that have persisted, that reference books before them, that get referenced by books that come after. You can see the chain. Books like Lord of the Flies ain't going to be in that chain a hundred years from now. Right. It's right. going to be forgotten. The Beatles will be forgotten. I actually don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. That might persist beyond... There'll be some epic bands... From so, every era like, that will always stick mm -hmm, around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, like Hendrix will always be on everybody's list. and Yeah, Van Halen. Yeah, Van Halen will be there. Yeah. Miley Cyrus will be there. Boo. <laughs> she will. I don't Shania think your stuff's that great, like, man. I don't think your stuff's that great. I don't know, some of her stuff lately has actually been kind of fun. Their covers. See, like, I'm not completely against modern music, but the majority of it, again, is like the is like the Beatles. There's a lot of crap you got to wade through to get to the good stuff. Yes. <laughs> well, Slam to... number two. I'm on fire. <clears throat> I used to listen to country music a lot as a teenager, and I quit listening to it 
up somewhere in my mid twenties, just because it started becoming very repetitive and and it was very much like pop music is now, and yeah. I didn't see any difference in it, and I'm like. <sighs> Every now and then, there's still a good country song that'll come out that I'll listen to and play over and over again. But man, not much anymore. Um, there's and a... much modern music I don't listen to. So if you pull yeah. up my phone, people make fun of me because my music is all over the place. There's not one genre that I stick to. I've got classical music in here. I got country music in here. I've got electro. I've got pop. Doesn't this matter. Is, I got some weird friends, stuff. Gary. I I am, the but exact it's all same older. Way. I am the exact same way. You shouldn't stick to one genre. genre. That's like eating, like, one thing for your entire life. It's like, wait, there's more food out there. Exactly. Except for you're eating chicken-flavored rice every night. Well, hang on. There's a lot more in it. <laughs> I know. Oh, and, oh, I forgot to add, and I don't even know if the first part of this, of when I describe what I'm eating, will even be in the podcast, but there's also, there's so few cal- calories in that cup of stuff that I, cook, that I put, that I make, I can actually put in a, ser- a serving of shredded cheese and sour cream in it. Oh, really? And it's still only 334 ca- calories per meal. Wow. And so, amazing. worth it to me. <clears throat> it's well, delicious. It's worth losing 30 pounds over, I think. That's amazing. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find... I would love to lose 60. If I could get down 60 pounds. Mm, happy camper. And I'm not an overly fat dude. I do have a good, a good carbohydrate belly. Do you know Buddy Holly? Yes, I do. Okay. If you didn't know about... I didn't know about him until... A pod. Ooh, the Music and Ideas podcast. I don't know how much time you have for podcasts. I, I, that's what I'd listen to it at work, just to keep distraction. Well, I'm the online great books has forward, a podcast, but... which I recommend. I'm right. sure you already know about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I've told you about it like 50 times. Um, they also do, by the same people, Scott and Carl and a guy named Trent, um, they also do um, the Music and Ideas podcast. Really? Yeah. If you type in Music and Ideas, you have to scroll a little bit to find it, but uh-huh. it's good. It's good. It's very good. I'll have to pull that one They've up. they give you whip, whiplash with um like they'll go from classical to like rock to funk to like country. Like it's amazing. Screaming metal too. They have done a metal one. Yeah. So I even have bands on here that are like Mongolian heavy metal. Oh, wait. Is it The Who? Yes. Yeah, buddy. They're good, aren't they? They're awesome. It's so good. (laughs) That Mongolian throat singing or whatever. It is, and it sounds really cool. There's a version of the Wolf Totem song that has the lead singer from Papa Roach on it. Yeah. That I think is better than like just like their plain one alone. Because it just adds that. Oh, it's so good. So glad you liked them, dude. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, thank you, I'm, somebody. I'm happy to find somebody that has the same strange taste in music that I do. I get comments all the time from people who's like, you know, it's not often you can be in a car and go from this genre to that genre in the matter of two songs. Yeah. I'm like, cool, variety is the spice of life. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, I, I hate listening to a single song over and over again unless I'm in a, a certain mood. So if I find a song I like, I will repeat that thing for two days, maybe more. Oh, yeah? Until like, and even then, I'll stop after that much time. Because, not because I'm tired of it, but because I know if I keep listening, I'll get tired of it. And it won't be as fun when, when it comes on next time. So I have to apply self-control. And after a day or two, I'll be like, okay, okay, okay. I have to stop. <laughs> it, do- it doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, I can listen to that song nonstop. I used to. I used to be that way. And then I, um, while I was serving a mission in Florida, one of my companions, a very big uh, music buff uh, through his teenage years, um, just got me in the habit of 
of listening through albums all the way through and enjoying the whole album and not um, yeah not just a single song. It that drove was... him nuts to repeat a song. <laughs> he could repeat an album, but mm-hmm. he would never repeat a song. And I got I picked up the habit, and I've I've, I've been more that way myself. A lot of the people who make the al- albums like it's arranged in that order for a reason to give you that experience mm-hmm. and sometimes even a story of yeah. like you know and so well Pink Floyd the Wall that is totally a, a rock opera all the way through from beginning to end and and you can hear it when they play the music on the radio some of the popular songs you're like why is that audience instantly, instantly cut off why does it swing in you know just it's got a hard cut because it was meant to be one two hour yeah. song not a, a four minute bebop I'm sure I've shared this story before, both to you and on this podcast. The one time my family was hanging out at my place, and I referenced the song, the like another brick in the wall, you know. And Tr's like, "What?" And Tr says, "What's that from?" I'm like, "You've never heard another brick in the wall by Pink Floyd." I might be getting the title wrong a little bit. I don't know. He's like, "What? No, I've never." I'm like, "You what?" So I grab my phone. I grab my headphones, the nicest ones I've got, and like. I put them on, I'm like, don't come out until it's done. And I press play. I'm like, how have you never heard that song? I was like, dude, like, I'm not even, in, like, I don't, like, heavens, I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan. Like, you know, I, I've never really taken the time to explore them to become, like, a big fan. But I know that song. And I was like, how have you never, like, what you rock have you been under? of Pink Floyd, yeah. So, I mean, when I was doing construction up at Pocatello, I mean, that was the music that my uncle had on his radio all the time was classic rock there in, in Pocatello. And they would play Pink Floyd like every 10 songs, you know. So I got intimately familiar with it. And some of their, <clears throat> some of the music videos or the uh, the rockumentary, if you will. I don't mm-hmm. know the official term because, you know, I English no good. <laughs> um, but... They actually have a film that goes with the whole music. It's actually pretty incredible. Really? Some of it is animated, and and there's a story that goes through the whole thing, and you're like, yeah, it, it teaches some lessons. It's got some interesting thoughts. It makes you think a little bit. Um, there's some of it that's a little pornographic if you look into it deep enough. But uh, it, if you try it, hard it's, enough, it's an amazing <laughs> piece of art in my mind that, mm-hmm. that combines both a visual and a uh, an audio effect. Mm-hmm. And both of them are needed. See, there's some people who just, like I know a brother, he doesn't live around here at all, um, who dislikes movies and TV shows. Like, very few does he actually like. I'm like I feel like you're mis- missing out on like a huge medium of art. Because, like, not all movies are great, but some movies, like, really are art, you know? Yep. Like, it really is, like, it's like you were saying, it's not just this, like, it's, you get both sound and a picture from it, and, so this is a slight change of topic, I guess, a little bit, sorry, but, but, like, I'm like, dude, you gotta, like, find the good movies, which means you might have to watch some ones that aren't that great, but, like, some of them are amazing. Well, how do you, know, well, this, this comes from, from your and mine LDS background, but how do you know? How can you know the good without seeing the bad? Yeah. How you don't? You don't. You've got to. There's a reason. You got to see both. Yeah. There's a reason that the Bible starts out with that story. Yeah. Essentially, like there's there's duality in existence. You know, it's just gotta. You don't have to be a Christian or a Jew to believe that. 
You know, like, there's a reason it's one of, like, those really, 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 really old stories that's been passed down since before the Jews. Um, you know, there's, you've got to have both. Yeah, and we, you see it in, in psychology all the time, in sociology all the time, that, that people that, and, and I don't want to say this isn't a bad example, but, but we do see it sometimes in, in LDS culture. You see it in other very religious cultures as well. I saw a lot in the South, the Southern Baptist, etc., where parents would absolutely shield their kids from something. Too much so, yeah. Yeah, to an extreme. And whether that be, you know, you can only watch rated PG movies and and you could only listen to this kind of music and and you couldn't eat sugar. And as soon as those kids left the house, man, they flipped. They go wild. to the other end. Because they've so never they had the chance it. to breathe before. Yeah. And so, like, you get let out of the cage, you start running. Right. And, like... Um, and we've seen it so many times that, that, that usually that, that has an adverse effect, yet we see kids that are raised in a balanced approach. And I'm not saying you got to show your kid uh, uh, murder in order to appreciate life. Here, Jimmy, here's Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. But, but this is bad, so just today. <laughs> just today, you know, so you get it out of your system. No, but I mean... That's... The worst example I could have thought of. Was but you here, could but. You, you could introduce your your children to the... For, and the human body is not a bad thing. Um, yeah, like, don't hide them from... Don't hide it. them from art. Don't hide them from... I mean, there's there's all sorts of, of good expression of, of the nude form in various places. You can show your kids that and an appreciation of that so they're not ashamed of themselves. Um when they do see like when they are in like the ninth no like like the seventh grade and they open that textbook and there's a booby and they start giggling and there's a, you know yeah, it's like no, no it's like, like they, no they that has mature, a purpose. like yeah. who cares it's a you know it's a normal person half the planet has one you know i'll compare i'll compare it to um guns yes guns are very safe especially around kids who are of the proper age um to be taught how to respect and handle them correctly. You don't need to keep that gun in a safe place because the kid knows. He's been taught this is dangerous. This is how you use it. This is when you use it. And then it's safe. I'm not saying you leave it lying around. You know, right, If right. anybody's getting upset, anything I'm saying is because they're putting words in my mouth and they're being a dumbass. Anyways. Um, but <laughs> dumbass. Like, <laughs> yeah, jackass. Um, but, um, like, it's... But, you know, if the kids are informed on how to respect this thing that can cause harm, then it won't cause harm. It'll be just right. fine. In but if you hide them will, from it... It will be a tool, not a, not a weapon. Yeah. And if you hide them from it, and then one day they find it, it's going to get misused. You know? Like, that's the way it be. Right. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally... I mean, like, even with food, you have the same thing i mean you you limit your kids from donuts and candy and all that kind of stuff as kids you know like giving them a taste every now and then or something like that they're gonna crave it when they they get away you know mm -hmm. but if you chance teach to have them, cold cereal each day they're gonna there's here's this variety of foods and this is why we eat more vegetables than we do carbohydrates and and so when you're in your late 40s, you're not a fat diabetic guy, you know? <laughs> You've learned how to eat the right things. So here's the question. You can 
lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. So right. you can teach the kids the right stuff, but how do you make them care? You can't. I mean, it's like back to our discussion last week. I can't force you to respect me. That's something that I have to earn or something I have to do. Kids are the same way. I mean, we, so I guess- give, we, we give them the opportunity. I mean, that's why we send them to school. That's why they go to college is to learn this breadth of information and then take the slices out of that that are pertinent to them and make themselves into what they want to be. So I guess it's, uh, I guess, that, yeah, I mean, you're right. You can't make them care. You just teach them the right things and hope that their experience leads them to be like, oh, there was some truth in that. Yeah. Always drove me nuts with parents who said, my kids are going to be a doctor. Yeah, I no. hate that too. It's like, let them choose. Let them choose. And if you do that too much, then they end up 29 years old. And then a dead-end job. I don't know where that example came up just now. I don't know who I was thinking of, but... (laughs) They end up indecisive and poor. (laughs) No, I think... In all fairness, I made that same decision when I was in your age, too. Yeah, fair enough. Because I was in the same slot. Well, I think think a lot of it came from... Not to make this about me. um, Since Jason's gone... It's all about you. It's all about me now. The AC Ransom Podcast, featuring Gary Roberts. <laughs> um, where in the f*** is that going? Um, oh yeah, you're pressed so much about like, gotta choose a degree and a career field and you stick with that. It was such high pressure that for a long time I was like, I don't know what to choose. I don't want to spend all this time and money on something that I might hate later. And so I was like, kind of like, that's why I didn't choose for so long. And finally I was kind of like, well, I've got to do something and the audio production and all that other stuff, you know. But I think that's part of why is because the college thing was hidden into me so much, you know? Yeah, and I worry about pressing my kids too hard that way. My, I've had an 18-year-old daughter that's at that point in her life. She started down a path of, of dental, a dental career path, and now she's at a point where she's like, yeah, maybe this is not what I want to do. I still want to do medical, but maybe I'd rather be a registered nurse like my mom is. Mm-hmm. And so... And she's really young, right? That's the perfect 18. time to it's go. Perfect time to spend make two years doing something else. You'll be twenty by the time you come back out. You got plenty of time. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of time to make choices and stuff like that. Yeah, she's making money now, and um, she'll have to go back to doing a program similar to the one she's re- completed again to do the nursing side. Mm-hmm. But she has an opportunity to do that. She's in a safe place. You know, she can still hang out at her parents' place, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and say she can save on rent if she needs to. Yeah. It's just fine, yeah. So, but I worry about going, nope, you've already spent two years of, you know, you know scholarship money doing this thing. You need to take the road to the end, yeah. you know. Now, nope, when kids are adults, they're, um, I want to say cable, cable toe, but that's not the word. Um, their leash becomes... No, not not their leash either. <laughs> I think leash, I think the point at what what think, do you guys I do think, at your parents' house? Oh my heavens! Yeah, exactly. Jason. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the point at where you you intervene to say to give advice or anything like that like gets restricted. Kind of like well, we'll just let them learn. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah. You gotta, and as a parent, it's kind of hard to let go because you've been watching over and protected, and you want to go. I know what the bath path is for you, but I really don't. They know what the bath path is for them. I need to worry about my path. Mm-hmm. I share my path with with a wife. Those are the only two I'm worried about. You know, the kids will take care of themselves. 
The hosts of the From the North podcast are providing this podcast as a public service and for their own selfish motives. It is neither a legal interpretation nor statement of any Grand Lodge, local lodge, or any Masonic body or Freemasonry in general. Any reference to any specific product, subject, or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation. The rantings, tomfoolery, and views views expressed by the guests and the hosts are absolutely their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them, any grant or local lodge, or any entity they represent. Olympic-sized pool of You just got our podcast boycotted.